Why don't pirates take a shower before they walk the plank? Why don't pirates take a shower before they walk the plank, then? They'll just wash up on shore, Mark. <laughs> Hello, Mark. Hi, Ben. And welcome to one of those weeks. It's been good, thanks, mate. Yeah, I've um, been busy gardening. I've been busy uh, doing a little bit of filming, and uh, yeah, trying to get a bit of writing fitted in. How are you doing? Um, very, very tiring week this week. Um, it's absolutely mad in the Blore household as usual. Um, obviously, a short week with Bank Holiday Easter, and Tuesday went okay. Wednesday, my car wouldn't start again. <laughs> oh, dear. You'd have to get onto electric, mate. That's what you need. So I had to call the RAC, the um, plugs in the Toyota were absolutely knackered, and um, dropped it off at the local garage. Um, big thank you to Scott, who got it all fixed. To the tune of £170. So that's my week this week. Nice one. Nice. <laughs> oh, um, on, the, on the plus side, um, I've been invited to send my first page of my script to a guy who's well versed in the field that's offering free video notes um, on Sunday night. He's gonna do a he's gonna do a free class examining so many but so basically we've got to send the first page of our scripts to him yeah with with the title and log line and he's gonna do a one page analysis and um for totally free so um that that's what i'm doing tonight i'm just gonna send it to him so i'm yeah, looking forward to and get it off then yeah See yeah so i'm almost finished the comedy i'm on page 18 so um Another six or seven pages to go, I think, before I finish that. But um, oh, and another good thing that's happened today is my mum has had my son on her own for the first time in 20 months. That's so good. things are moving forward. So she'll be worn out tonight then. <laughs> well, <laughs> she was late. She was late for an appointment because I just I couldn't get back from work in time. The traffic is absolutely hell. She'll be hitting right. the wine bottle tonight, then, no doubt. <laughs> She'll be hitting several wine bottles, Mark, I think. <laughs> well, it's a good day to have it today, because did you know that today is International Jerry Anderson Day? Uh, now, Jerry Anderson is one of my all-time favourite well, British there you go. It would have been 94 today. And I didn't know it was International Jerry Anderson Day, and happy birthday to the man himself. Yeah, if he was still alive, I'm sure he'd... Off his hat to you. Um, we've got to thank him for obviously Stingray, X, X, uh, Fireball XL5, Thunderbirds, and of course Captain Scarlet, who I personally love. Captain Scarlet now, is one of my favourites. Now, because uh, I share a birthday with him, with Captain Scarlet. Good old Paul Metcalf. 
Yeah, well, he's not yet to be born. Captain Scarlet won't be born until my 70th birthday, but he is actually on the same day. So it was all set very well into the future. 2069, uh, I believe. Sorry? 2069, I believe. It was, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was uh, really, really good. I mean, you think... Jerry Anderson first started off and he never wanted to be a puppeteer, really, and he certainly didn't want to make puppet films. He always wanted to be taken as a serious director, but the shows became so popular that he really couldn't ignore it, you know, and it, and it took off. It became fabulous. And he obviously he created the famous Super Marionation. Yes. Do yeah, you remember that? Course. Yeah. Yeah. When that used to come up, that's puppets that we had, well, basically invisible strings that he, he actually did it. So happy Jerry Anderson day to one and all today. So uh, a question to you then, Mark. Who, what is your favourite Captain Scarlet episode? Oh, come off it. There were loads of them. Loads of them. Uh, it's got to be anyone where he, he meets the Mistrons and Captain Black. I mean, that was the very first one where, the you know, the Mistrons were first created. Uh, and Captain Black became who he was, I think was just had me spellbound. It was so different. And it, it, you think about the storytelling, it was way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. When was it? 68, 69, was it? In about 68, 69, yeah. Yeah, they'd been about 10, 11 years old then. So, oh, I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. They used it was to in do... Glorious Technicolor as well. Yes, I remember that. They used to do um, reruns on BBC Two on a Friday night when when I was growing up, same age, 10 or 11. Yeah, but and then didn't they ruin it by animating it? Absolutely ruined it. Um, yeah. My favourite episode is, is it Place of the Angels, I think, where... With Destiny. She gets taken over by Mistrons. Yeah. And they try to poison the water supply. Good old Captain Scarlet has to come in and save the day. He would, wouldn't he? What a, what a great guy. And talking about poisoning things then, uh, I don't know if you heard on the news this week, which is one that absolutely had me gobsmacked and and disgusted in human nature, really, at some point, where uh, a lady, a lovely lady called Carly Bird, uh, who's 43, who's transformed her garden into an allotment, and she's done it to help feed around about 1,600 people she feeds. Ah, I did read this. I didn't yeah, read this. Some scumbags got in there and, and poured over about five kilograms of salt all over her growing plants and completely ruined and killed them. Uh, and I don't know if you saw her, her actual her feed when she was in emotional. She was in tears and bless her. Uh, it broke her, you know, absolutely broke her. But then, since then, since her story went viral, she's received over £170,000 in donations from the public, including 500 from Gary Lineker, which is really good. I reckon he yep. wants some more potatoes for his crisps. That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, she hopes that the money's going to help her buy a rotivator and start up the charity. And her message, after all of what she's been through, her message to people is just be kind. Well, that's and all we're Yeah. Unbelievable. That's all everyone's got to be, isn't it? I mean, yeah, just be kind to each other. That's what, all what we need. She's only trying to help people that are struggling. Um, yeah. We've been there, and people like her good self are trying to provide a service for the local community, and they're being hampered by scumbags. whoever. Scumbags. scumbags. That's all they are. The lowest of the low, really, to do something like that when you know that she's doing it 
to help people that are in need. And, and not, it's not like just doing, oh, for a couple of people down the street. It's 1,600 people she's helping out. That is amazing. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And so talking say, about helping helping other people out, I'm, I'm segueing these quite nicely. Here today. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite impressed. Did, did you see Arnie Schwarzenegger terminated the neighbourhood yes, hospital? I did. saw that and I, and I thought, well, that was really good. Maybe you should come over to the UK and do quite a few thousand. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. He claims he's been waiting three weeks for this pothole to be filled in. I mean, three weeks? Come on, man. You want to be? He does want to be here. I've been waiting months for the potholes down our road to be absolutely filled in. No chance at all. And what got me, I went to um, a neighbour's house the other day and they were struggling for off-street parking. So they've knocked like, the little front wall down yeah. and they've put some gravel down so that they can run the car on there. And they've had permission to do that from the council. They've, they've approved them to knock the wall down and use it as off-road parking to help ease the street. Yeah, They've done this. They put this really nice white gravel down. They came <laughs> round and they refused it. You can't do that. It's white gravel. It's, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? You're not having white gravel. You need to tarmac it. So they've now gone to the expense of having the white gravel compacted down and some of it moved so that they can actually tarmac over the top of it. And I thought the audacity of the local council to actually tell them that they must tarmac a piece of land at the front of their house and yet they can't pull the finger out. The council can't pull the finger out and get a couple of the potholes filled in down the street. It's think, ridiculous. It, it is it, absolutely ludicrous. It makes it makes you think how much you actually own. Like, because yeah. you buy it, you buy a house, and obviously that house is a perimeter of land, which has nothing to do with anybody else but the person that owns it. So, yeah, uh, it's madness, isn't it? That you, you it's can't. Crazy. You can't finish it, and it looked it looked smart with the white white stone down. It looked smart. Nothing wrong with it. Brick brick trimmed white stone looked absolutely fine, but no, it had to be tarmac. So they've had to take it all up and get it all tarmac. Which you know, good old Arnie. If he'd have been over here, he would have sorted them out. I reckon. But uh, <laughs> what made me laugh was that he's he's been there with his team. Him and his him and his team, of course. Not he didn't do it by himself. Him and his team filled filled this pothole in, and they're, yeah. they're actually filling it in. But the company that caused it in the first place has said, well, uh, they left it like that because they've got to come back and do some more work underground. So when he's done it now, they're going to have to come back in a week's time or whatever, and they're going to have to dig it all back up again. Well, he'll have to go, he'll have to go and um, do the job for him, won't he? When he's I, think, I, think the, the, <laughs> the, I think the company that are doing this, I think they should have left a note for him and just put a little note on the side there saying, we'll be back. <laughs> I wonder when that was going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting well, them in, you know. Well, I'm that's trying. it. Well, did try. you did, did you hear this week on the news about the Dalai Lama? Oh, yes. My son's been telling me about that. Yeah, I didn't believe it, but uh, apparently so, said there's a video of it. There's a video of it. I've watched the video, and the Dalai Lama is basically, he's got a eight- or nine-year-old little boy and, and sat on his knee, and he... Dalai Lama sticks his tongue out and basically the the subtitles are at the bottom of the video, it's all on Twitter. Um and he tells the little boy to suck his tongue and it's like, What the hell are you doing? That's just basically tantamount paedophilia. And why aren't people kicking off about it? Um Yeah. Are we are we trusting the subtitles? That's the question I've got to ask on something. Well, like that. I, I, there's a podcast that I listen to, and the person on that podcast had done a bit of research 
about the situation. And in that part of the world, uh, in in ancient times, there was a king that used to had a black tongue, and it was a, it was a thing where they'd ask to stick your tongue out, and then they'd know if you were related to this royalty. Didn't Steve Wright used to have a catchphrase like that? Keep your tongue out. But I can't remember. But I, it, it, it's just disgusting. It really is yeah. disgusting. Um, and why he's not been removed from that post, I'll, I'll never know. Well, um, probably something going to happen with it. it. It's as I say, it has gone viral. I was saying, been telling me about it, and I didn't believe it when he told me. But um, he was saying the same. It's disgusting that something like that should be allowed. But it's, was, just, it's the same as that um, that Dutch program, though, isn't it? Um, that, is, that was shown to school children where a group of strangers came in uh, of transgender, ordinary male, female, what have you, and stripped off in front of school children so that they could explain the body parts to these school children. And I thought that's a bit weird, but apparently it's been done over here now. There's, there's something being filmed and one broadcast and it's had humongous amounts of complaints. Why should children be exposed when we tried to clamp down on this why should they be exposed to strangers stripping off in front of them at what point is why aren't parents kicking off more than they they should than they are well i think they will do on this one i think i think it's gone too far with that this transgender stuff in schools in front of children it it you wouldn't take a five-year-old to a drag show would you no no, so why 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 do they think it's acceptable for transgenders to go into schools and to do story time, so-called story time, or whatever? I've seen no end of videos this week that are just disgusting with, with little little kids. Well, what's but, what's Rishi come out with today then? What's his comment today? I've not seen I've not seen that anything about that at the moment. Uh, apparently, he's he's come out with a, a contentious issue that. Um... Women aren't women if they have a penis. <laughs> Apparently, that's his that's his latest, and and I think um, Keir Starmer's sort of come out with a comment saying that uh, so many one in a thousand people or something like that who claim to be women if they have a penis they're not women they're they're men basically. So well, it's, that's going to be contentious, isn't it? Well, it is, but it, it's it's just. It's got to be addressed at some point because it's just no. It, it's like if you say anything about it, you branded, you branded well, anti yeah. this, anti that. When it's when it's literally common sense, it is literally common sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, that's <laughs> <laughs> we can go. Oh dear. Anyway, talking about strange people, <laughs> as we were with the Dalai Lama, you see Elon Musk gave an impromptu one-hour interview to the BBC. I did, and uh, I've been doing my homework this week, Mark, because I said last week, didn't I, that I need to look at the news more and look at the local stuff Good more. Yeah. Um, I watched. I watched part of the interview, and the yeah. journalist got absolutely owned by Elon Musk. <laughs> well, I think because he went from the BBC. Uh, they went and assumed that they, he wanted to record this interview with them uh, and they were flattered that he'd actually asked them. When he got over there, the stipulation was that it was going to be recorded live and broadcast on Twitter. 
So I think that's what threw the journalist at first. He was like, oh, hang on, what? <laughs> and during the time, did he hear what he said? That his yeah. dog Flocky was Twitter's new CEO. <laughs> I, I, I like I, what the part of it that I saw was the journalist said something about since you've bought Twitter and allowed free speech, hate speech has gone up. And yeah. Elon Musk straight away shot him that and says, do you have any examples? Do you have any proof of this? And the journalist is then on the back foot straight away and he's like, uh, 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 well, I haven't been on for the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, he's actually changed it now, hasn't he? Because wasn't the, uh, the BBC Twitter feed known as uh, gov uh, government-owned? Yes. He actually backed down and has changed it now to saying publicly-owned. Uh, well, he's a, he's a monkey, isn't he? But he did say that it, it was quite quite sort of endearing, slightly on it. On it, he was saying it was a tough thing, and there was one point where he actually said that uh, had the he, he, if you remember at the beginning he backed out, didn't he? He wasn't going to buy it. Yeah, he said he, he wanted to buy it, out, and yeah. he backed out. And they said then that they were going to sue him, and so that's what he went through with it and he said if they hadn't said that would you have backed down and he said yes I would I wouldn't have bought it but because I was going to get sued I had to buy it <laughs> and then he also said that he had to, it was heartbreaking for him having to let thousands of staff go it was very painful but he said if he hadn't the ship was going to sink so there was nothing else to do he had to do that but now staff are saying quite interestingly that because they uh, there are fewer staff there now um, a lot of Russian troll feeds or or whatever you want to call them and now possibly going unchecked by the remaining staff because they haven't got enough staff there and they're too stretched so we should see lots of interesting twitter feeds coming from russia now over the next few weeks apparently well i should be keeping my eye out did you see that when he when he actually bought the twitter and he went into twitter hq for the very first time and he <laughs> it was carrying that kitchen sink he's <laughs> <laughs> mad he actually sleeps in the library, he said, up on the top floor. He said, there's a library there that hardly anybody goes to. He said, uh, and it's got a nice couch there, so I'll go and sleep on it sometimes. I've, I've, seen, I've seen a picture of him. Um, <coughs> what a guy. Um, he, sleep, he sleeps with a Beretta 9mm beside his bed, on his bedside table. And it's just it, his bedside table is just covered in, in uh, caffeine-free... Diet Coke cans. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely, Absolutely crazy. crazy. Um, what about, um, what was I going to say then? Oh, we're talking about, well, getting on to food. Have you seen that shoppers are now swapping fresh food for frozen food as grocery prices are starting to rise? Um, and favourites, this is, this is what worries me. Favourites are frozen chicken, ready meals, oh. pizzas and chips. Now, pizzas aren't bad. You can, they're, they're just... The, we had this discussion last week. How many calories in a pizza? Go on. Well, it depends on what, which type you get. But the there's a certain brand that it does say on the front of their box it, it's two and a half thousand calories. Absolutely. It's it not good for you. What you've got to do, and I was talking to an interesting chap this week, a fascinating guy, and he has a friend who works quite high up uh, <clears throat> in medical research, and scientific research and advises the government and he was saying about the foods and additives that go into foods are horrendous these days and it's all profit driven 
uh, and you need to get back to eating proper fresh food. I mean, you can buy fresh food cheaper than some frozen foods, but the people are saying <clears throat> it was when we had the tomato shortage and things like that that were blaming on yeah. Spain not sending things over and, and what have you. So people started switching for, to frozen food, but the frozen foods are really not as good as fresh food. They're not. They've got additives and everything. Look at the contents before you buy anything. One of my biggest things I used to go on about is look at the contents and look at palm oil. And if you see anything with palm oil in, don't buy it. I'm going to, oh, get, on my high, I'm going to get on my high horse here. Don't buy it. <laughs> Reject it. You do not need to buy food that contains palm oil. I've been to, well, I've been to Borneo and been to Indonesia where they have these massive palm forests. They're cutting down the rainforest. Yeah. These baby orangutans are left without mothers and what have you because they've been killed as the trees have fallen. Uh, they've lost their habitat. And they are decimating Borneo by planting palm these the palm kernels, the, so palm trees, to get palm oil. Now, once you grow a palm tree for palm oil in the ground, and it's harvested and you've used it and you've exhausted that tree, you cannot grow anything in that ground for another 25 years because it has drained all the nutrients out of it. We don't need the palm oil. You look at what contains... If you look on your shampoo, it says contains palm oil. If you look on your chocolate biscuits, it says contains palm oil. How can you have one thing in shampoo and the same thing in chocolate biscuits? <laughs> it cannot be right. You do not need it. Well, this is palm oil, everybody. Please, anybody listening. Well, this is what this is what I was going back to last week when we were talking about fluoride in the water. Yes, it's it's exactly the same principle. If they're putting palm oil in every single thing that you use on you and eat, and you've got the fluoride, what is it that that they're trying to do to us? Well, it's it's not good. Whatever's going into us isn't isn't good. For example, I was talk, as I say, I was talking to this chap, and when I can remember going back quite a few years now, when I was a little bit younger, and the same with this fellow, that they used to say about cancer would affect maybe one in thirty of us. Then it went to one in twenty. Now I watched the Bake Off this week, and yeah. it's one in two of us will get cancer in our lifetime. One, it's that's fifty percent of the population is going to get some form of cancer. Now that is scary enough, and that has got to be—it's what we're ingesting. Even water that we're having waters because that's got the microplastics yeah. in, hasn't it? Yeah, and all those sort of things. All of the things that we're eating, we need to get back to fresh food. Grow some of your own food. If you've got even the smallest area that you can grow some flowers Definitely. and plants and things like that, grow some veg in. Definitely. Grow some carrots. Grow some well, potatoes. The, the, I say the, po the podcast that I listen to, they are always trying to promote heavily promote um, home, uh, what they what they call it, um, home survival. So, yeah. you know, like you've just said, grow your own veg, drink filtered water, filter your water, yeah. um, um, uh, uh, basically just get back to nature a little bit. I think everybody needs to do that. I think yeah. they do. And then the cheapest thing is, once you've got your fresh food, you can freeze it. Exactly. <laughs> it, it does freeze. And you exactly. can keep it. And you're eating fresh food without any other ingredients pumped into it. So we, we that's enough about that. But as well, I say, things are getting more expensive. 
things are going on. One, one quick one was just that made me smile is deodorant is allegedly going up to about five pounds per can. It's ridiculous. Uh, and the yeah. daily newspaper that I read that in, their, their concern is <laughs> we're all going to start stinking really badly. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's absolutely, it, it, it's ridiculous. We, we look at the shelves now and it's, why, why would you pay the, the particular brand that we use? Because I, I've got sensitive skin and I, if I use a cheaper brand, I, I'll just flare up. Um, but why would you pay nearly, like you just said, £5? Absolutely, yeah. It's the, just... the worrying thing is, what you've got to think is these the aerosol spray cans, obviously. Yeah. When you spray that, you breathe that in as well. And look at the content. Look at the content of that aerosol. What you breathe in. Not only that, the roll-on ones, the ones that you roll under your arm. I could have said the joke there, the ball type, but no, it's the ones that you run under your arm. <laughs> and you you put those on, and look at the contents of those. Those are being absorbed into your skin. You know that doesn't just sit there; it actually gets absorbed. Our skin is amazing at absorbing everything around it, yeah. and that will yeah. it will absorb all of that. Those chemicals have got to go in. Micro particles of it are going to enter your blood stream at some point. So, so, so here's a here, just going back to the water. Here's a, here's a theory, quick theory for you. So, before we got all into we we got owned by everybody in the electric company, water company, and all this. Obviously, this bottled water that we have to pay for, along we have to pay for water at the tap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Water, so-called bottled water, is purified. Is that what natural water was? Say a hundred years ago, before no, before <laughs> before the water companies got hold of it. Do you know before what I'm trying to say? Putting fluoride in the water. I mean, that before was the... done to hopefully encourage better dental health, wasn't it? The fluoride. That's what they put that in for. So they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and another interesting thing was was quite interesting that um, if you look at how many people are using vapes nowadays and smoking with these vapes. Yeah. They're actually saying that they're inhaling estrogen, a lot of them, and uh, it can it, or could potentially, we're not sure yet, um, sterilise people, which I thought, that, well, that's, that's quite interesting. That's a way of population control, isn't it? Because how many people now have been encouraged to come off cigarettes and switch to vapes? And, and I've always found it strange why the, the, the massive push to get people off cigarettes on to vapes. Yeah. And, and they aren't just... regulated. Vapes aren't regulated. And so then you, could that... be, you could be inhaling anything. Exactly. So you've just hit the nail on the head. If if these vapes contain God knows whatever that uh, are harming uh, male sperm count, then uh, it, it is population control, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <sighs> well... Strange, strange, strange <laughs> days. Anyway, another quick one. Did you see the people who got stuck on the roller coaster in Blackpool? Oh. No, I actually saw. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, no, I didn't see that one. I saw something different. Yeah, got stuck on the big one. Uh, it stopped all of a sudden, and they're almost at the peak of going over the top, and it stopped them there. And the park staff had to help them get come down uh, the steep tracks 
down the steps all the way down there and the ride was cancelled for the rest of the day because of the weather and i would have thought i'll just i'll sit in here i'm quite happy i am not oh. climbing out of this to go down those <laughs> metal steps with a, a 200 foot drop no thank you oh down the side yeah I don't, absolutely I don't know. no i would never do that well you won't get me going up it in the first place but anyway one thing um, that might get me going in is the uh, the horse-drawn carriage in which king charles will travel for his coronation yes do you know what special feature they've added to it uh sat nav no <laughs> <laughs> Turn left, please, George, <laughs> Charles, whoever's driving. Ah, dear. No, no, they're actually putting electric windows in. The, the carriage also features air conditioning and up-to-date suspension, which means the king will be spared a bumpy ride to Westminster Abbey. The Diamond Jubilee State Coach is made of aluminium and incorporates pieces of wood from historic ships and buildings. I can't get, I can't get sat there out of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> I just maybe, these two horses into the horses or something like that. <laughs> I just see a picture of these two horses pulling a carriage on the screen. <laughs> you know, like you get the little car. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth described the ride in the 18th century gold coach as horrible and not very comfortable. So, but it's a waste of time having aircon. I was just going to say because uh, King Charles III. Usually travels, not always, but usually travels with his window half open. You watch next time when you see an eclipse, he has oh. his window down in his, in his car and he will have it down. I, I should imagine, even on the carriage, now that he's got electric windows, because that will be one of his stipulations that he's had that put in. He likes to drive along with the window open and it proves an absolute nightmare, as you can imagine, for his security guards and what have yeah, you. Yeah, I can imagine, um, yeah. You know, the security team are, are panicking because they've got that window because it's bulletproof glass, and obviously, what's the point of having bulletproof glass if you just leave the darn thing open? So, um, um, yeah, interesting. Well, absolutely. Just a complete segue onto TechSpeak. Okay. I um, purchased earbuds. All oh, right, you've got some of you. And I treated myself. It was a little Easter, Easter treat. I thought, you know what? And they are school candy. And it's actually what I'm speaking to you now. I'm speaking through the earbuds. Um, That's clever. And they're really good, really good. <laughs> I, Sorry. I, I'm just thinking now you've got me, me on the picture now that you're talking through your ears. It's better than talking <laughs> through your arse anyway. So. Well, most people would say I talk out my arse 90% of the time. But, uh, but yeah. um, no, it's got really good quality. It's really good bass on it. It's that loud. I, I can't hear any heavy machinery <laughs> in the background. Not, not that there is any going, but you never know. <laughs> so I have to, I have to. I have to turn. I have to turn them down. Um, well, now I'm 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 pleased with them. They come in a nice little fancy case. Um, yeah, it's really good. Just so, make sure you do turn them down if there's a steamroller coming up behind you, you know, because uh, <laughs> I'll be very good. I'll end up like Christian Slater on Austin Powers. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of films. Another nice segue here. Have you seen the new Super Mario Brothers animated movie has broken box office records with the most successful global opening of all time? One billion dollars. 
Absolutely. It exceeded the 288 million for Frozen 2. And it stars wow. Chris Pratt as Mario and Jack Black as Bowser. It also got a record for the best ever opening for a movie based on a video game. So there you go. Top opening so far of 2023. So uh, keeping on the theme of films, I read an article on the interwebs middle of the week that Disney, I don't know how true this article was, is planning a female Indiana Jones with Brie Larson. Yes, I saw that with Brie Larson, yeah. Now, <clears throat> why can't they just leave it the hell alone and, and create a female action adventure? Yeah. Why do they need to do it? Why? Well, maybe, maybe she's going to discover this Mayan circular stone that was found at Chichen Itza, the archaeological site in Mexico. And it's thought to be at least 1,200 years old. So maybe is she's that, going to be involved in that, you know, you know a discovery. Is that, re is that a recent discovery, the stone it circle? Is. Yeah. And it's the archaeologists believe that the stone was actually used, believe it or not. What do you think it could have been used for? The circular stone with markings on it. A landing platform for alien craft. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear what have you been drinking tonight <laughs> have you got your tinfoil hat on uh, no, no I, took, I took it off <laughs> it was actually used as a scoreboard they believe <clears throat> for a, a form of peloto for, or peloter I should say uh, a ball game playing by the ancient Mayans hundreds of years ago and they used this big circular stone it's about um, 14 inches in diameter and quite thick, about four or five inches thick. But it has these markings on it. It has two guys sort of carved out in the middle and then markings all the way around the outside. Quite interesting. So maybe she's going to breathe last and we'll actually find that and uh, discover what's going on. But going back to tech speak, tech speak, amazing. So we, we thought we'd have uh, automated cars. I can remember being young and thinking when I grow up, wouldn't it be amazing if cars will actually hover down the road? They won't have any contact on one thing or another. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's it's only a matter of time before we have fully electric. And, I, and I've always said that the way to do electric cars would be exactly the same as scale electric. You have a little groove running down the middle of the road and you have brushes, <laughs> brushes on the bottom of the car that just yeah. rest on there and it charges, charges your car. And you take power from wherever you go. Every single road only needs a slot, needs a little uh, bit of a banding down the centre of each road. And you'll just charge up as you drive along it and you'll get you'll charge and you'll be paid for what well, you'll pay for whichever road you go down, it'll be taxed, it'll be cameraed, and one thing or another, like they do in Singapore, doesn't matter which road you go on, you've got a little barcode in the front of your windscreen, and that is read by every road that you enter, and you pay your road tax accordingly. You get a bill at the end of the month saying this is where you've been. Right. And uh, I think the same could happen with that, but Ford have actually launched hands-free driving on UK motorways now, and uh, it's the Mackie, the electric one, will be will legally be able to take, the drivers will be able to take their hands off the wheel, uh, using its Blue Cruise technology, which has been approved by the uh, ministers. They've approved it by saying it's hands-off, eyes-on. So, uh, Well, you... just just going back to the cars with the uh, scale electric, if that is the case, you better not go too quick round the bend or you'll come off. Oh, you won't because it, it won't. It, you won't actually have a pin going down like the old days. If you now, if you notice the new scale extra, you can actually swap lanes on it. 
Oh wow! And, yeah, no, that's wow. Really so it's, it'll be the it will be the same technology, and we think that was a game that was ages ago being created. I mean, I can remember getting my first scale exit when I was about fifteen. I think I absolutely loved it. Um, but this, yeah, we, this, we loved ours. Yeah, this this technology, um, it can steer, accelerate, brake, and keep a safe distance from the cars in front. There's cameras all over the car, obviously monitoring its progress, and there's also a camera inside watching the driver. And if the driver takes his eyes off uh, the road where they're going to sort of turn sideways and start talking and not paying attention, the yeah. car will actually then slow down and pull over and so, sort of brake and sends an alarm to, to them to keep your eyes on the road. You have to keep, you can take your hands off, but you have to keep your eyes on the road. Oh, does this it, is going to be available on 2023 cars. Does it, does it send an alarm to the government to tell well, them that you're a bad, bad driver? <laughs> well, who knows? Because... <laughs> This is all happening through technology uh, and it'll all be linked up to some central network somewhere because the cars will have 90 days included. When you first buy your £50,000, £830 uh, Mustang, yeah. uh, the car, it will have it included for 90 days. And after that, you will pay a monthly subscription. Now, this is, again, the future of vehicles. You won't be buying cars. You'll be renting them. You'll just be using them for the journey that you need. Yeah. And whatever you want on it, if you want bits and pieces that are extra, you will pay for it by a subscription. There are cars already fitted now with every extra that you can get. Uh, I think it's Mercedes that do it. Um, basically, you release these extras by paying a subscription fee. A subscription right. service so yeah. if you if you want to have these certain features on your car you want to have this autonomous driving you will pay a subscription and you'll get it but it'll already be preloaded onto your car they will just release it as and when Amazing. so uh, there's, there's so many um subscription fees for this that and god knows what else these days do you not think that that's them not wanting to have any of your own money well, <laughs> that takes me nicely on to uh, the fact that <laughs> the the announcement of cash being printed and produced has actually gone down by 25%. It's the biggest drop that they have ever seen in printing money. Uh, there you go. <clears throat> people are switching to contactless now, and obviously COVID's driven that, but it makes you wonder. Here, I'll put your tin hat on now. Makes you wonder who was driving <laughs> that COVID, who was driving that mission to actually get us to use contactless more often because we can't have money, we can't touch it, we can't do this, we can't transfer, so we need to use contactless. Let's raise the rate to £100 and use contactless. Let's get everybody using contactless so we can then we can then track every single movement that they Correct. make. Everything yeah. that they pay for is tracked and monitored. And you With know cash, what? You can't do that, you see. No. And do you know what this leads to? The social credit score. Absolutely. Absolutely. You will you will be branded with a QR code. Every every citizen will have a QR code. Or a personal. chip implanted or, at birth. Or, or going further down the line, yeah. And if your social credit score does not get above say say the state's requirement is five hundred. If, if yours is like three fifty, you won't be allowed out of your house. It's worrying, isn't it? It's worrying the way it's going. Right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, just to, um, quickly finish off. What filming was it, Mark? That you were uh, this week? 
Oh, it was just, uh, I was helping some students out, just making a short film, nice little thing. But unfortunately, rain stopped play, so we've had to postpone it for uh, a couple oh. of weeks, and hopefully the weather will improve. Bloody weather's but, been uh, horrendous this week. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, it's been awful. Um, but to make you feel better, <laughs> to always improve, have you heard that Germany are going to legalise cannabis? for personal consumption oh uh, no uh, i've not heard that no yeah you'll be allowed to grow up to three plants for personal use only and they're hoping mm. that it will eventually get rid of dealers who are becoming the scourge of german society which i should imagine it will do if you can grow your own there's no point in buying it anywhere else you know what you've done with it and it's for your own consumption so there we go but and then and then that will reduce the crime rate and uh, the government will then own that that um that that part of the distribution, won't it? Absolutely, so. yeah, yeah. It'll be a success. You'll have to buy your plants from a certain place, but well, buy your seeds and what have you, and grow them. But there you go. Which, so, uh, <coughs> um, what are your plans for the week ahead, Mark? Have you got anything on, or? Well, um, I'm just gardening again. I think where well, the weather's getting better, so I've got a few people's uh, gardens that I need to go and do. Um, but I've been monitoring the, I don't know if you've watched the, uh, and I have missed today's, I don't know whether it actually launched the uh, Jupiter mission, the uh, the juice, as they called it, that was supposed to be going off. And I couldn't that... believe it when the lady was talking yesterday, they have a one second window in which to launch. Is that SpaceX? It's not SpaceX, no, no, it's, it, I, it's, I, can't, I, I, I think it's, is it the European Space Agency that are launching it? But it's a British, British are heavily involved in it. And they're going to Jupiter. Oh, right. But mm. what I didn't realise when this lady was talking, she was fascinating, absolutely brilliant. And she was saying about Jupiter and it's a gas planet. I yes, I, yes, I did, I, I did know, uh, only from Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, well, I did, yeah. I never, I never knew that. <clears throat> I thought it was, but she said no. So... <laughs> They said, well, is that a possibility then you can actually fly straight through it then because it is gases? She said, you'd have a job because as you get further into the atmosphere, the gases get more and more dense and become more solid. And yeah. therefore you can't, and the pressure becomes more and more intense. So as soon as you get so far, it will just crush you. So no, in a, uh, but, on, but in even a hundred, though it's a gas, it's still classed as a planet. In a hundred years time, they'll be mining, what planet was it again? Uh, Jupiter. They'll be mining Jupiter for the gas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they're looking at going to the moons, aren't they? Because uh, they, they think that the moons under the ice that is coating some of the moons, there is actually water, H2O. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they they want to see if that will support life. So uh, who knows whether we'll be living up there. Well, but, uh, it will be like um, 2001 Space Odyssey. There'll be a flint monolith on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's anything to do with Cambridge University scientists who designed this robotic hand that can grasp and hold objects using only small movements of the wrist. And it's oh, a, three, a 3D printed hand. And it's implanted, implanted with sensors that enable it to sense what it's actually touching, such as a peach or a computer mouse or even bubble wrap. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> no, no. Keep it clean. The team says, obviously, that a human knows how much pressure to apply. For example, if you pick up an egg, you yeah. know that you, how how heavy or how strongly you can pick that egg up before you can crush it. 
A robot yeah. doesn't know that. A robot will just close its hand and grasp it. But apparently this one can. It knows exactly the right amount of pressure to apply to pick this egg up. And they've actually succeeded in picking up 11 out of 14 different objects so far with this. And they're really pleased with wow. the way it's going. Wow. So it's phenomenal. You know, anybody who needs limb replacement and things like that, this could be a massive leap for them. When I, they get I, this tell, I, I tell you what, Mark, it's quite handy, isn't it? And on that note, shall we finish off with um, uh, finally, and finally, we've got to take our hats off and uh, doff it to uh, the famous uh, Dame Mary Quant, who's passed away at the age of 93. Uh, the pioneer I, of the, the miniskirt and also PVC clothing. Before your time, fella, before your yes. time. Well, I, don't, I was just about to say, uh, my ignorance, I don't know who she was, but I will doff my hat to her. And, yeah, uh, she, she created the skirt, which is known for sitting well above the knees and normally about mid-thigh level. And she used to pair it with, uh, she'd wear colourful tights underneath these things. And she named yeah. the skirt, apparently, after her favourite car. I wonder what car? Austin Metro. Um, and she said that the skirt was invented by the girls on King's Road. She was a self-taught designer. Yeah. And gained her sewing skills from evening classes. And she used the money from her little shop on King's Road during the day. She'd be there at night time and she'd produce new lines overnight and then put them straight on the rails the next day for sale. That's wow. entrepreneurship, isn't it? That's business shit. It and, is. You know, fair play to her. Every every credit to that for, for working on that. I really do. Well, uh... we've got, uh, and just to finish off next week, uh, quiet week, I think. Um, try and get this script finished. Um see what this guy has to say in his script um yeah well good luck with that All right I, i'll let i'll let you know and i've got to i started to read yours but but unfortunately i fell asleep in bed oh, unbelievable <laughs> it, it's not it's not it's not boring that's not <laughs> an indictment just, on my writing i hope <laughs> absolutely not no the first page was cracking so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna not be tired when I read it. God. <laughs> <Page> <laughs> one. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, that. No, it was really good. I, I like I like the camaraderie in it. Um, and we're going out tomorrow. We're taking my son to Matlock Farm Park to see the animals. Um, hopefully the weather's okay. It's getting nicer, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. This weekend, the weather's changing, getting nicer. Could yeah. be any wetter than it's been today. Because oh been, my god, no. No, I think slow and steady week. I'm going to try and get some writing done and a few bits and bobs. So, yes. Yeah, well, so, I'm sure we'll have some more news stories for you next week. Yeah. And me too. Uh, so, that's goodbye from you, Mark. And it's goodbye from him. And we shall see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye.